Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight we are going to be talking about something kind of very fun that is actually fun for me because I have these kind of conversations all the time. And the topic is how to talk to your kids about sex. I have conversations with my daughter literally all the time about bodies, sex, um, all things curious to her. So right now in her embodiment, she's 10 years old and she has like curiosities, maybe not as many as some kids that I've known, but she is still curious. So, I'll just give you some tips and tools on what I uh, have used and also um, what I've noticed with other parents when this topic comes up as well and some things that might assist them um, as well. So for those of you who are wondering who am I and what gives me the authority to talk about this, well, I am a mom, so I have had these conversations. I also work with bodies regularly. That's It's my thing. I work with bodies to create more ease, more movement, more pleasure, more all of that. Uh, I do that through different types of modalities like the mitzvah technique, which is a somatic body work. I do that with radionics. I do that with access bars, energy work that I do as well. Um, I have been doing and being in the holistic. Um, I've been a holistic practitioner for 21 years now. And I have some experience from this life and other lifetimes behind my belt that I'd like to share with you guys. So, literally, I am all things bodies. That's pretty much my thing. So, yes, that's pretty much how we describe this show, all things bodies and pleasure. And I did have my daughter on briefly on one show once. She kind of agreed to be on it, and then uh, she kind of backed out. So, well, she sat beside me and gave me feedback the whole time. It wasn't really uh, full on how to have a conversation with your child about sex. Now, that can get awkward, right? So, First things first is let's start with the basics. So basics are how do you feel about saying different body parts in front of your child? Are you willing to call a spade a spade? So, Or do you call it a kukali? Or do you have like a little cutesy name for it? Or So, you know, lots of, um, lots of parents, you know, I watch this a lot of times, you know, oh, you got... You got hit in the whatever. They'll have like cutesy names for the genitals or breasts or whatever. They won't actually refer to the body parts by the names. Like if you were going to the doctor and you said, you know, Jimmy got hurt. And then your doctor would be like, well, where's Jimmy? And you point to your penis. The doctor might be confused. So let's get our kids talking about their bodies so that they can feel confident that they know their bodies just as much as they might know what their eyeball is or they might know their eyebrow or their liver or their spleen. Wait a minute. 
lots of kids don't actually know about their livers and spleens either. So really, really, truly, I encourage you to get your kids to know their bodies. It doesn't have to be a major, major anatomy lesson. And I bet, I bet if you're one of those parents who, or if you had a parent who never really walked you through your body parts or you never took biology classes in your life, you might actually learn a few really cool things about your own body when you go through it. Like, where is my spleen? Where is my liver? Oh, I have an appendix. What's that for? Oh, we don't know. Oh, what about my intestines? You know, I often hear people go say, oh, my stomach's so big. I'm actually like, that's actually not your stomach. Your stomach's higher. That would be your intestines. That's that whole patchy part that we always refer to as our stomach or thinking our stomach hurts is actually intestines most of the time can be cramping in the liver and spleen as well but they're up higher those things are actually up way higher and we uh, are misnaming stuff all over the place so please <laughs> that is totally your poop baby they're sitting there um, and I know personally like if I take a 10 pound poo that's what you guys want to hear about if I take like a 10 pound poo that baby's down um, if I'm holding on to my poop, that baby is strong and, you know, kind of taut and forceful. So just being aware of the simplicity, simple things of your body, you don't have to know down to the cells, although if you really are a parent who uh, has that kind of information to share, that's awesome. Also, there are so many videos available, too, that can teach you some basics about your body parts. So one of um, my favorite programs that is on Netflix is is actually um, it's about bodies. I think it's called Awkward Bodies or Embarrass. It's called Embarrassing Bodies. It was done in Britain, and man, it's graphic. It's maybe not for your five year old unless you're cool with that. Like I'm cool with my kid being able to see. Like if you were in a hospital and somebody had a gangrenous toe, you might be curious. What does that look like? Like if my daughter chooses to to view it. I'm cool with her viewing it. Um, and a lot of times she'll actually walk away and say, that's not age appropriate for me because she, um, what's the word for it? She, she actually figures out what works for her and doesn't. Like some, you know, gore movies that I'm, or gore shows I might watch that are like vampire or whatever. She's like, that's not appropriate for me. I'm out of here. She knows. Kids are smarter than we give them credit for. So, Let's get them down to really getting their bodies so that they can refer to the parts so that when they are talking to you, if there's an issue going on um, and you go to the doctor and you need to speak on their behalf, you can. Or if they need to speak to the doctor, they can give correct information. Um, I'm saying this because in all the years that I've worked with bodies uh, and people, um, about 10 or 11 years ago when I started doing radionics, I had a woman that would call weekly and she would say, I have a rash on my thigh. And I'm like, well, I checked the machines. And I'm like, well, she doesn't have a rash on her thigh. So is there something in the muscle? And I'd like go searching all through her legs and whatever. And then I'd find it was actually like the labial crease was she had like inflammation in there. And I would work that out. And she would say, I feel better now. Like that wasn't your thigh. That was your labial crease. And she would be like, oh, she couldn't say it. She had four children, and she was not willing to actually name her own body part. 
and you know she would say i or nose why are those body parts that we can talk about so easily so i'd really like you to get to be confident and comfortable around your children naming body parts enough to the point where you'll be able to have a deeper conversation with them until you can actually say these things like penis or vulva in front of your child you might as well forget the rest of the conversation because you won't even be able to go there. You have this embarrassment factor that's going to take over. I was at an event a couple of months ago. I was actually around my birthday. And uh, one of, actually, there were three parents there. Two of them are um, support teachers in school. Uh, and another one uh, was just a random parent. And all of the parents who were at this um, particular gathering, all the all the mothers, um, were extremely scared and shy of having even the discussion of puberty with their daughters. All of them have daughters. All of them were afraid to have conversations with their daughters about their daughter's own body parts. And so I asked them that killer question that made them go into a beyond, I'm sure, was, so when you were a teenager and nobody talked to you about this and you hit puberty, how was that for you? And they were like, yeah, no, it was really weird. It was awkward. I'm like, and you would choose for your child to go through that same awkwardness because you are being a chicken poop? Wake up, smell the coffee, and learn something. You can learn something pretty darn fast and get the information so that you can share that with your kids. So stop being a chicken poop. Have conversations with your kids and know some basic body parts. Um, I know actually a whole slew of adults who don't even know what a perineum is. So, guys, there are basic anatomy things that you need to be aware of. Um, and I had an adult cousin who was at the time 19 and did not know where a tampon went. She didn't know which hole the poop came out of compared to the hole the blood came out of compared to the hole the pee came out of. She literally had no idea. And even after drawing diagrams, she still didn't understand. She was an educated kid. She had been going into university. There's, there's no reason why somebody would hit puberty and not even know where their vagina is for the blood that's shedding out of their uterus. There's no reason why you should not know where your body parts are. Um, it's kind of shocking. It was actually shocking to me that I would have personally have somebody in my family that did not know the simple body parts. So, so, but these are conversations that are not being had at home and there are no references to the real body parts. They're just jokey names that are going around. So nobody really actually knows what's going on. So when we're talking about sex with your kids, we're talking about them being the explorers of their own sexuality, their own sensuality, their own um, awareness of their body. We're talking about them becoming, you know, real true explorers of their own pleasure zones. And that doesn't have to be just genitals, but if you can't name the genitals in front of your children, you can't even go to the places where pleasure could be um, so erotic that you could get pleasure from having your arms stroked. You can't even go there because you are not even willing to acknowledge you have a body, for one. So really key, acknowledge you have a body, acknowledge your child has a body. Because the more you try and deny it, guess what? It's just going to be in your face. 
children are really cute and amazing. And if you deny that your child has a body that could be sensual or sexual or any of that, you're basically setting yourself up for a whole pile of crazy Um and what do I mean by that? So if you're denying that your child has a body, your child will go out and create anything to prove they exist because mommy and daddy don't even acknowledge they have a body. Oh, you don't have a body. We can't look at that. No, you don't have genitals. No, you don't have an arm. No, you don't. Oh, no, no, we can't talk about that. Oh, we can talk about your toenails because they need to be cut, but we can't talk about those other parts. So then what occurs Well, you're not having the conversation about cleanliness, which I had a whole two different series, one for women, one for men, about cleaning the genitals. And you can't even have that conversation with them. So now what's going on? Now they could be getting infections. Then they get sick. Then they'll create disease. And then they'll have to get attention. But you can't even acknowledge them. You can't even acknowledge what's going on with them to assist them. So then what, right? It's a tumbleweed of crap. So really key, really important, acknowledge they have bodies, acknowledge that those little bodies are sensual mechanisms. They have sensory um, you know, input from every single molecule on your body. They are alive, they are, you know, th- thriving, even if your child is like, you know, whether they, they have uh, an injury or something or they've been born with um, like a genetic defect or something as they would I don't know what they actually call it politically correctly but if you're born with something genetic that would that all children including children who you know might be highly autistic or all of them in fact even more so the highly autistic children are highly sensitive aware beings who have sensual um, bodies that pick up information so let's acknowledge them for the amazing amazing beings they are and start to begin to allow them the space to be able to explore their body. There's nothing more um, harmful than, well, maybe there is, it's just as abusive, than telling your child that exploring their body is dirty, nasty, wrong, and evil. You know, that can leave scars. I have talked to so many men who were told that in their lifetime, who still to this day are, you know, some of them are in their 50s and 60s. They're, They're still working out the trauma of being told that on a regular basis. I had a client who was told regularly um, that basically if he touched himself, he was going to hell. Um, and it, it actually has created quite some trauma in his in his uh, marriage. But uh, yeah, so that's and and he was raised super super catholic lots of big family um stuff going on and lots of weird uh you know stuff going on in the household and then if he was ever uh assumed even assumed to have been masturbating he would get in a lot of trouble um like violence uh on him for that so kindness you know, your body is your body. Know your body, um, whether that's intimately through touch or through knowing the names of it. Know your body. So, you know, if you haven't explored your body or know your body or know your body parts or what they're called, we're actually going to be heading to a break. And I dare you in those couple of minutes to go out and Google search what are the body parts I have? What are the names of them? You know, guys, you know, your gonads, your 
all of your, uh, you know, your penis, all the different parts of your penis. I dare you to go out and learn about that and find out that maybe you two have an anus and a liver on top of that. So we're going to actually head to break. And when we do, I dare you guys to go out and check out some stuff after these messages. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight we're talking about how to talk to your kids about sex. And like I was saying, we really got to kind of break it down to like talking about the body parts first, being familiar with them and allowing your children the space to be the explorers that they naturally are. Kids are curious and they will discover and explore their bodies in their own time in their own way. So, you know, Shaming your children, uh, I'm not a fan of that. So if you have been shaming your child, I will find you and I will shame you myself. And because why? Because you probably deserve it. And <laughs> if that's my interesting point of view. And for those of you who get like overly excited, oh, Lord, I had an aunt who did this to me and I just wanted to backslap her. Um, I was in about grade five and my body was just starting to like shift. So I was wearing, remember I was trying on a t-shirt that had been brought home uh, for me from a holiday that my dad went on. And I'm trying on this t-shirt and my aunt, who's a freak and a half, um, 
walked up to me and she pointed at my boobs and was like, oh my God, look, you're hitting puberty. I'm like, okay, there's nothing more embarrassing to a child for you to be pointing out their puberty. Um, seriously, have some decorum about it and be, yeah, she was such an ass. <laughs> so, um, is too. She's still alive and not much has changed. So, if your child, if you notice it, you know, um, your child will, in their own way or not, approach you, depending on how approachable you are. I know a lot of kids who will not approach their parents. I've had a few just approach me instead um, because Ziva's friends seem to talk to me about everything. And it's kind of cute and funny. And Ziva was like, Mommy, you should really teach my friends about bodies and sex. I'm like, well, I could if their parents let me and uh, you know, if they ask me questions, I'll answer it. So, uh, and her birthday party kind of led into a very interesting um, sort of question and answer event. So, um, you never know what's going to show up at a birthday party. So, you know, allowing your child to approach you in their own time and own space is so key. Um, please don't force the information on them. You know, it's not fun. You know, Zeev sometimes ends up hearing overhearing conversations. And she's like, yeah, uh, it's too much information. I'm like, yep. And you chose to sit here during a conversation that you knew what was going to go on. Sometimes like when she busts into the room when I'm having a radio show, I'm like, you fully know what my radio show is about. If you don't want to know this information, don't come in the room. Um, but somewhere deep down inside, there's some curiosity. So you know she's showing up because there's a little bit of curiosity and, you know, I sometimes play on that and I'm like, so, you know, what, what is it that you think is so wrong about this? Because there's something about you that thinks it's so right that you want to be in here. She's like, well, no, but I'm like, cool. It's just a choice. You can come in, you can listen to any one of my shows. You're allowed. And if, um, you know, if you have questions, let me know and feel free. If you feel like confident that your children could receive information, um, valuable information from my show, go ahead and let them listen. I know there are some parents who actually do let their children listen, and I hope that it's contributing to them. So for my little uh, my little mamacita, for sure, she will approach me anytime there's issue with her body. And she's really good about, too, she knows there's something kind of different in our home. And I'm not saying that that we're so different that nobody else could choose this. It's just my approach is different, I suppose. Um, she does acknowledge that. And she'll thank me. She'll like, thank you for being my mummy so I can talk to you about anything. I'm like, yeah, because for me, I know that I didn't have that. That's not conversations. I could not, you know, there's like, there's like mega uh, truckload tons of judgment. Um, still, there's still truckloads of judgment that um, comes from some of my parents. Uh, we'll leave it at that. So um, it's it's kind of an awkward conversation to have if you've never had it. But if you're willing to be that space for your child, it can be such a gift for them to also feel like they don't have to go out in the world and maybe explore bodies at the age of 11 and, and get into situations that maybe their bodies and their minds are just not ready for. There are a lot of kids who are having sex like starting at like the age of 10 or 11 and 
it's incredibly young and you know there's a lot of hormones going on and not a lot of understanding of the consequences of what this what could occur and also the emotional attachment i mean these are kids who um when you're playing a game and and you get maybe uh, excluded from a game that would just be devastating so never mind if you're you know copulating with somebody and then they ignore you that devastation is like immense you're just not necessarily given the tools to cope with that kind of um that kind of stuff and that that kind of stuff can it can actually stick with you for your life if you've never had the coping skills to deal with you know you have sex and somebody walks away how do you cope with that but um you know there are and, and to teach your kids beyond the sex itself is to teach them the coping skills of dealing with the relationship or the not relationship that they might have chosen to have uh, in order to get that copulation and also um there's a lot of value just in having those communication skills in relationship in general so whether your child appears to be curious about sex or not having them know how to cope with feeling rejection or you know and giving them some reality checks so you know when um whenever my daughter approaches me about like feeling left out I'll I will ask her not there's not like a set rule of questions but I'll usually start with is it true that you're being left out and usually she'll come up really fast with no actually I'm not being left out I'm like cool so where did you exclude yourself and she'll figure it out really fast she's like well I didn't want to play what they were playing I'm like cool so you excluded yourself you chose not to play with them is that their fault well no I'm like cool is it your fault it's not your fault it's no there's no fault it's just a choice and once once i can kind of get um my daughter to a place where she can recognize that whatever that so-called rejection was was just a choice she she can function a heck of a lot better for one um but also she doesn't hold a grudge and resentment towards these people so she can go in the next day and have a different approach or have a different relationship with them do these things repeat on her sometimes well yes they do and why would that occur well not every parent is actually teaching their child about choice and not every parent is facilitating their child so um will the parents who are facilitating their child have children that come up against these things repeatedly more than likely but if your child uses tools basically strategies for survival and thrival if your child uses these really young um you know starting uh at, you know in utero <laughs> if you can start them in utero then they have a really great chance of having those survival tools and skills throughout their life and knowing that you're approachable and that you're not going to judge them will also have them be able to approach you about anything if they happen to get pregnant they would be able to approach you rather than hide it or um you know if they end up in trouble or if they've been violated they'll be able to approach you without you know feeling like they might be judged or it might be their fault and it might not even be you it might be the other parent who's created that energy as well so they're just putting that or projecting that onto both my parents don't listen to me kids will often generalize that people in general generalize that way so it's it's we love to glom everybody together and go it's the whole part of the universe that does that to me well probably only started with one person but we certainly like to generalize after that so 
try to allow, try, yeah, don't even try, just be space for your kids so that your kids can approach you so that they can ask you literally anything down from what is this body part to what can I do with this body part? Hey, what about this? Hey, what about that? So my daughter is also aware that one of my um, sideline things I do is that I that I sell sex toys. She's aware of that. She's opened the cupboard where the sex toys are before. She's seen me packing them and unpacking them to do <clears throat> to do shows. Um, and she's she was slightly curious one day, and she's like, well, "What is this?" I said, "Well, sometimes people choose instead of um, say having sex with somebody, they might choose to use." a sex toy or they might do both and they can use this on their own or not but a lot of these these things are supposed to be um, imitating a penis well in her reality she looked at that and she's like whoa right because these things look gigantic to her and a little overwhelming um, and they're all tester toys right so that I haven't personally tested them on my body they are used at shows to turn them on to check out what the vibes are like but she has been curious, so she turned one on, and she's like, hey, that actually feels really good. So she's turned it on and put it on her arm, and, and you know, it's just acknowledging that your body can feel good. Or I could sit there and go, you know, I have a few options. I could have been like, don't touch that. That's wrong. And and then to tell her that what I have in my own house is wrong would be hilarious and counterintuitive to me, so I wouldn't do that, and counterproductive to actually growth to me. So I wouldn't do that either. But if, you know, she's put it on her arm and she's testing out the different vibes, I'm like, cool, what do you think of that? She's like, actually, that feels good. I said, so do you get why an adult might actually want this, that they would use it on their body in other ways? And then she's like, uh, I'm like, cool, well, maybe when you're older, that's something you'd want. And that's, you're allowed to have that. It's, you know, that's just, it's just a choice. So Allowing your kids to know there are things out there, you know, there are more things that your body could feel different, could feel good, and you don't have to necessarily have sex with a person, you know, you could test things out on your own and find out how your body works for you. I am a huge fan of getting your kids to know that they can actually create pleasure for their own bodies before they go out and have somebody else um, give pleasure to their body because, Sometimes adding more bodies to it can be a hugely conflicting to your mind, your emotions, your hormones change when, when it's a, another person involved as well. Um, and it can create a huge confusion where you start to think only that person can make you feel that good. But if you know you can make you feel that good first, that other person's a bonus, right? So you don't become dependent on them. You don't become like the other person will be the one who makes your day, saves your day, and is. And have joy. And it, again, it doesn't have to be just genital stimulation, but knowing their bodies can have pleasure. What feels good to you? So that's another question um, to ask your kid if they're approaching you, like, how do you do this? What do you do? What's sex like? And not again, not all kids will approach because not all of you are approachable. So if you'd like to be approached by your kid, be approachable. It's that simple. So yes, yeah, so that's those are just some hints and tools there. Um and we'll actually have I'm gonna have a lot more hints and tools when we come back. 
but um, I will be heading to a commercial break. So just in case you do have any questions or comments, I would love to hear them. Feel free to write into the station, write into me and ask me um, anything you'd like. And if you have a particular situation with your kid that you would like uh, you know, some insight into, you can definitely book a session with me or your kid can book a session with me, whatever works for you. Um, so yeah, consider that. And we're actually going to now head to uh, a commercial break and I'll see you guys back in just a few moments. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and tonight's discussion is about how to talk to your kids about sex, and why would you want to do that? Some people are probably wondering, I don't want to do that. They teach them in school all about that. They teach them to a certain level. They'll teach them some, yes, yeah, some basic anatomy, hopefully, um, and they'll teach them <clears throat> from their point of view. For example, my daughter's school I recently got a letter home to let me know that in grade four they will be learning about um, the family unit uh, according to Christianity and what um, and how you are birthed um, basically God's involvement in the creation of you and your parents involvement in the creation of you 
um, where nowhere are you involved, apparently, in the creation of you, which just made me laugh. But uh, there you go. So everybody but you is involved with you. Isn't that funny? Anyway, so yes, I said yes to that because I, I like her getting different perspectives on things so that she can actually take from any perspective and, and uh, go with that. So, you know, they are teaching kids younger and younger about sex, especially in the school system, which is interesting. It, there are some reasons why they're doing it is that kids are hitting puberty younger. Um, in the last 20 years, the age of puberty has uh, gone down by two years from the average age for girls is like 9 to 11, where it used to be 10 to 12, where it would be an onset for on average. Um, but now it's like 9 to 11 for an onset, which is really young, in my opinion. Uh, so they are teaching kids by grades 3 and 4 all about, um, in the Catholic school system, all about how you came to be. So basically the basics of sex is what my daughter will be learning in her health class. And um, yes, we gave permission for that, and which was interesting because there's a whole component to it that's missing. They will talk about love and such and blah, 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 but are they actually going to give kids the tools to to be in a relationship, to be able to, if you have a fight, what do you do? If, you know, they're going with everything's happy-go-lucky, we love each other, we copulated and now we have a child. Oh, and then there's a reality check after the fact about now how do you deal with your life after the child, the stresses of that, and there's so much more to it. Um you know, there's uh, aspects of the relationship, the fight, you know, there could be fighting, there could be all kinds of things that are going on that we just don't give our kids tools, basic tools to deal with a relationship in general. So, you know, dealing with know your body, give them some tools to be able to be in relationship, be space, um, kindness to themselves, number one, um, and giving them some, you know, tools for if they if they are having an argument, you know, just what's valuable to fight about to you. And sometimes you'll find that things valuable to fight about. You've just been fighting because you didn't know any other choice. Or maybe you've never fought in your life because you're afraid of confrontations. So you actually never stood up for what you would really like. Um, there are so many various varieties on that. And there are so many relationship books out there. that, um, And there are ones, you know, from conscious perspectives that are really interesting. So that's something to look into if that's something that you'd like to add to your roster to, to gift your child. Um, if you are a parent who already has some coping skills in relationship and you've got some tools for um, a more expansive and easeful relationship, that's awesome. Um, remember, if they work for you, pass them on. They might work for somebody else. Excuse me. I'm having a pollen reaction. So, well, that's awesome. I opened the window to my office and the pollen is coming off the trees. Woohoo! Yay, Canada. So, that was a little sideline there. And... Yeah, so having your kids be able to deal with conflict or to deal with the relationships so that when they're in it, when they are copulating, there's it's so much deeper than you need to love the person. You actually need to know what to do if and when they leave you, whether they die or walk away, um, all relationships end. And that is a reality that, you know, 
I think a lot of people don't want to tell their children. A lot of people don't want to go down those paths. That all relationships end. They either end with death or separation. Just people separating, moving away, you know, breaking up. And and if you can't give them the skills to be able to deal with somebody walks away, then they will have constant devastation every time that happens. Even it could even just be temporary. It could be for like a half a day, a you know, a week, a a month or something, and a person is like gone on holiday and you don't see them and they could just be devastated because they don't have the tools to be able to deal with that. So let your kids in on some survival tips you have and also gain some survival tips if you don't have any. It could be one of the greatest kindnesses you can do for your kid is just let them know all relationships, all relationships end. Don't make it airy freaking fairy for them like you don't have to lie to them and say oh yeah we're going to be in relationship forever and my daughter knows she's not like stupid she's like you know even my relationship with her will end either I die or she dies and that's or she walks away from me and never wants to talk to me that is a possibility too it's that you have to be willing to know that these are all possibilities and stop faking yourself out that this stuff doesn't happen. So let your kids in on that ultimate secret so that they uh, don't feel messed up by these things when they occur. And getting down to the nitty-gritty um, of some information too, I feel it's really important to talk to your kids about sex in general, to know their body parts, because there is... You know, as well as kids hitting puberty early, there is actually a what seems to be a massive increase in uh, sexual abuse, or maybe it's something just I'm aware of. It's maybe a massive rise in the area that I live in. Um, but there seems to be a massive rise in sexual abuse, violence, all that sort of stuff, and rape, and all those kinds of molestation, and anything under that category that when when you actually have a parent that you can if this has occurred to you and, and you know um you know and it's hopefully not the parent that you would be approaching um but hopefully there's an adult in their life that they can approach um that could help them out of it um uh, in some way or get help for them so there's you know there's a a bit of a I know there's a lot of energy on that because people are like, well, what do we do if our kids... Well, if your kids know what to name and say what's going on, they can clearly tell us... uh, They could clearly report it, tell a therapist, tell you what happened. You You know, Uncle Ferdinand stroked my clitoris because they know what that is. And you can go, okay, we know exactly what happened. Instead of them wandering around dazed and confused going, what the hell just happened to me? I don't know what just happened to me. Um, and they're walking around in, in a bit of a, a dazed mode, um, completely in a beyond, you know, being abused. It would have been incredibly helpful for many of us. I know that for sure. Like there's a chat going on in the back room. If you knew what you could say it, Right. But if you don't know what the heck just happened, and you don't even know, you're just like, something happened near the place where I went pee. I don't know what it was, but I feel really confused and messed up right now. 
you know, and you can't even say that because you're like, I'm not allowed to talk about those parts because they're dirty, awful, and bad, and we don't talk about those parts, and plus we call it flu-flu, and it doesn't make any sense because I call it flu-flu, but the guy who just touched it called it pussy, and I'm all confused now. So it can be incredibly confusing, so get them the language so that they can actually communicate with you, be open to communicating with them, and let them know that no matter what, you got their back. If they choose to have sex at 12, if you've given them every tool you've got and you facilitated your kid and you've got a kid who's got some consciousness under their belt and they're asking questions, you know, truth is the chances are your kid probably won't even go for sex at an early age because they'll be asking enough questions that would be like, will this be easy? Will this be fun? Will I, you know gain any information or knowledge or experience from this anything like that like when your kids asking questions and following their awareness if you got an aware kid chances are they are not going to um get themselves having sex at the age of 12 because they're they'll be aware of um you know that person's just going to walk away and i not interested in dealing with the the backlash of of what people have to say about that or what I have to say about that or what I think of them and they could have already perceived the future so they're not even interested in choosing that um and we just didn't have those tools necessarily so give your kids every tool you've got every single tool you've got from any experience you have um and again if you have no tools please gain some tools um call me up. We can have a conversation with your kid. We can do a session with them. Um, It's really important that your kids know that they can talk to you or somebody, an adult, uh, about any of this, about whether it's about sex or, hey, what's this thing? This guy wants me to stick my mouth on that his private parts. That's, that's one that I don't understand either, is why do we call them private parts? Uh, because, you know, Privacy is something that we keep secret. And if we keep secret things, then we're also going to put secret things there. So we'll hold our secrets and we'll hold our secrets in our genitals, um, which is, yeah, why do we call them private parts? That is a kind of a radio show, as the producer and my friend today is saying. <laughs> why private parts? And why are we hiding things in them? Because we really do. We hide secrets. We hide molestation secrets. We hide that we've done it. We hide masturbation. We hide the fact that we even have them. Um, and then then we've got this this mega confusion. Like, if they're so private, why, why is there so much stuff going on in them? Uh, why is there so much feeling? Why do we have to hide them? Why can't we just talk about it? And then if it's so private, they also won't talk about it. Because parents will also do these things. Well, no, you can't be included in this conversation. It's private. It's a private conversation. It's not appropriate for you. I say whatever I want, and if my child feels it's inappropriate, she walks away. So, you know, she knows what she can handle. And that that's the way I've raised my daughter is that she knows the information that she would like to hear. She'll be around for the information she doesn't want to hear. She gets up and leaves. So, yes, I'm kind of a no-filter person um, for sure. It's actually like an ongoing joke with some of my friends that they're like, I have a filter. She doesn't have a filter. That's me. Like, I don't have a filter. So, 
my kid could easily, my kid knows that about me. She knows that I don't have a filter. I will talk to you about anything. You can talk to me about anything. If you got a filter, the chances are your kid is going to filter themselves around you as well. Kids mimic. It's what they do. It's what they're great at. So your kid will probably mimic you. If you've got a filter, they're not going to tell you everything. They'll filter their information. They'll also decide that some things are not appropriate to tell you um, because you've decided things are not appropriate to tell them, where I'm like, I'll tell you anything, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. That's true. <laughs> My friend Christine just wrote, she said, Melissa and filter are like oil and milk. They just don't go together. It's true. I just don't, I don't go well with filters. And um, I know for me, that works for me and that people will come with information that they've said is like secret for lifetimes um, because I have no filter. You can tell me anything. I will tell you anything. And and I won't tell your stuff to the world either, uh, certainly not by name. So, um, yeah, I'd like you to have that kind of confidence. I'd like your kids to have that kind of confidence with you that they can approach you um, and tell you literally, literally anything, um, whether it's from sickness, emotion, uh, anything like that, because all of that is included in that whole sex sphere. Uh, all of that is part of it. And we sometimes just make it down to how do I tell them about sticking the penis into the vagina? Well, that's one aspect of it. There's so many aspects. There's the energetic connection. There's the emotional connection. There's the potential relationship or non-relationship and the resulting end of relationship because there's always that. And and then the effect on the body itself, you know, possible pregnancies, STDs, um, and how STDs can not even be obvious STDs. You can literally spread things like strep from your mouth to your genitals. Just saying. Like if there are some pretty crazy things that go on that we don't even count as STDs because they're not your regular gonorrhea, chlamydia, um, or or herpes. Or, you know, we we don't even realize that you can like transfer strep to, you know, from oral, via oral sex to genitals. So you got to be able and willing to tell your kids um, information that they need so that they can honor their bodies and they can have fun with their bodies and they can be they can be the number one knowers of their bodies i'd like them to know their bodies more than any lover that they've ever had or will ever have in their whole lifetime that they know their body more and that they are willing to explore their bodies as the pioneer frontier the very forefront of pioneering um, the exploration of their body. So they're the ones going and going, oh, wait, I actually really like it when the in-between of my toes is stroked. I like that. But they won't know that unless you make it okay for them to touch their body. If you've already made it like, oh, stop that. Stop touching your hand. Stop picking your ear. Stop touching your foot. It's all dirty. Your body's dirty. Like, can you be more rude? Can you just, can you make a person feel more bad about themselves than telling them pretty much everything they've just touched is disgusting, dirty, and bad? Um, I have a niece who, uh, you know, she she can just walk funny and she has to go wash her hands. It could be dirty. So I, I'm actually not kidding. Um, and, you know, we, our bodies are not dirty and bad. Our bodies create bacteria and funguses and they have, you know, they create those and things get in them and whatever. And 
fat is bodies. Bodies are just like that. They have fleshy parts and things grow on them. And you can keep them clean and not dirty, disgusting, and wrong. So please stop telling people that they are. And if your kid is like, you know, walking around, touching their genitals, you don't have to be yelling at them going, hey, why are you doing that? Stop touching yourself. It's, it's, You know what? It's just embarrassing you. If they're touching themselves in front of you, it sure as heck isn't embarrassing them. Just saying. It's only embarrassing you. And that's just your interesting point of view. So I say that because I babysat a little boy who at the age of two would just sit around and pull out his penis and check it out like more than daily. And even when I stopped being his nanny, I would go visit and he'd run into the room I was sleeping in and just strip naked and dance all over the bed for me. He was just like, very, woohoo, here's my body. And I, and I would just like cheer him on. I'm like, yay, Simon, you go. Check you out. How much fun are you having? Um, when, it, when he was getting a little older, I kind of mentioned, I'm like, hey, buddy, you know, sometimes, sometimes not everybody um, is okay with watching you touch yourself so sometimes with some people you actually have to like go to the bathroom and do that or or your bedroom Um, but he was like three or four at the time so it's more like curiosity exploration Um, and he would eventually I would just like find you know there he was hanging out in the bathroom checking out his body and um, because why because kids are curious but if I was like oh that's awful go wash your hands that's filthy disgusting yeah that is my bitch mother voice you're awful and disgusting and filthy and bad um god that could have impelled him with some major crap um that would certainly make him feel like his testicles got ripped off he was belittled and he might as well have been castrated right so not cool it's not cool to castrate people men or women i'm not cool with that so don't castrate your children uh, encourage them and also don't be a weirdo about it don't be like oh my god you're hitting puberty it's fantastic let's celebrate your boobies um no let them approach you <laughs> because if you get all in their face and all like oh my god you have boobies it's like embarrassing for them don't be an ass so i'm sure i'll talk more about this on some other shows because i really just got to the real basics of it but if you want to talk nitty-gritty with your kids and you got teenagers who want to know some some basics of how to have fun in the sack. I mean, there's a lot of information out there that they have their access to that we didn't have access to as kids. But, hey, we can still talk about that on a future show. So until then, I hope you guys have a fantastic week, and I'll see you next week or hear you next week on the show. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Milica Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.